An entitled Karen purposefully hits my truck simply because she didn't like the fact that I parked outside her house. And as a result, I released a tsunami of revenge pranks against this entitled Karen, forcing her to move out of the neighborhood and sell her house for way less than she asked for. Here's what happened. So I was visiting my cousin who lives on a street that has no garages and very few driveways. So everyone just parks on the street. This makes for a lot of people having to find parking where they can and walk to their house since the parking is so scarce. So I park across the street from his house at the first open space. There's no reserve parking, by the way. There's no handicap signs or anything like that. It is quite literally just street parking. When I came out to leave, a car has parked in front of me, but it's actually hit my truck and still sitting there touching it. It didn't do a ton of damage, but it did dent my bumper and my grill. Now, I assume the driver just didn't realize what they did. It's not big enough of a deal for me to call the cops, and I don't know what house they're attached to, since few people end up lucky enough to park in front of their own house around here. I'm basically going to forget about it anyways, unless I see the car's owner. So I snapped some pictures and I wrote down the license plate. Just then, another neighbor comes out and tells me he watched the car park and that the driver was mad that someone had parked in front of her house and she had her passenger get out and direct her to back up enough just to barely hit my truck. And they did this just to teach me a lesson about parking in front of her house. The neighbor tells me about how she's done this before to other people's cars, how everyone on the street absolutely hates her, and how he's caught her red-handed putting her extra garbage bags next to his trash can on garbage day because she thought he'd already gone to work. Those extra bags cost extra to haul. This entitled Karen has also taken people's cats and dogs to the animal shelter and instructed them to be put down. So overall, she is actually a witch of a woman. So at this point, I'm upset. And rather than confront her and need to get the police involved, I decide it's time to get some petty revenge. And that's exactly what I did. As I unleashed a plague of problems at a biblical scale on this entitled Karen's home, causing her so many problems in the process that she'll think twice of ever doing that to anyone's car ever again. So first, I took a syringe and I shot some super glue into all the house's exterior door locks. Then, me and my cousin had drinks on his front porch while we waited for her to get home. When she got there, I saw the grouchy-faced Karen in her late 40s, early 50s. She gave us a glare for literally no reason as she got out of her car. She, of course, couldn't get her key to work, and we watched her try and get in her house for over an hour before a locksmith showed up. He couldn't figure it out either, so she ended up getting a contractor to come out, break in, and then replace all the locks. She never had a clue why it stopped working, but you know what? That was just the beginning. The next day, I went there with a can of pepper spray, and I sprayed her front door handle with it. Pepper spray leaves behind a slight oily residue. People touch their face way more than they realize. So again, I waited on the porch with my cousin to see her come home. 15 minutes afterwards, she got home, and she comes running outside, holding her face and screaming. She tries to get in her car, but can't see anything to drive. We ask her if she's okay, and she doesn't know, so we just call the ambulance, and she goes to the hospital. She comes home, and she says the doctor thinks she had an allergic reaction, and instead of thanking us for saving her, instead, she said that if we were decent neighbors, we would have driven her to the hospital and saved her the cost of the ambulance. She then tells us that we're all worthless, just like everyone else on the street. Now, after this first prank, I honestly thought I was done, but when she said that, I was like, you know what? I think I got a little bit more. So I wait a few days, and I drove to my cousin's house again, and lo and behold, her car isn't around. So I walk around her house, just inspecting what's going on. I see a small broken window pane in the basement window. She has an unfinished basement you can see through the dirty glass. So, I went to the 
local pet store and I bought 100 gray mice, making sure to get 50 males and 50 females. I went back to her house and I dumped all 100 through the broken window, along with dropping in some food for some good measure. Fast forward a month later and she has major exterminators over there every week after she puts her house up for sale. All the neighbors badmouth the house to all the potential buyers and she ended up accepting an offer over $100,000 less than her asking price. And honestly, good riddance. And now as a result of her leaving, nice people finally live in this neighborhood. So it looks like karma finally came back for this entitled Karen. First off, I want to say don't try any of what you heard at home. This is all awful ideas and it's coming from someone who clearly has jaded morals. Like literally everybody in this story is an awful person. I just want to first say that. All of these people are jerks. There's no way any of this is appropriate. The entitled Karen's a jerk for literally putting down dogs and cats that other people own and the original poster is absolutely a jerk as well for all the things that they did to this person's house. Like across the board, everybody's a jerk. I'm really sorry to say it. And I think this might be a first for me because typically in these stories there's some kind of good guy and bad guy but this is like everybody's a bad guy and everyone's just trying to get each other back. So in that regard, I would say to the original poster, you really shouldn't have done that and you're lucky that she didn't find out about all the terrible things you did to her house. Is it funny and did she kind of deserve some kind of karma? Sure, of course. What was described about this entitled Karen is awful and there's no excuse for some of the actions that she took. But at the end of the day, you released over a hundred mice into her basement. Like that is crazy. I cannot imagine dealing with that when you're trying to sell your house. But either way, this is a hilarious story and it's honestly crazy to me the steps people will take to try and get back at someone who clearly wronged them. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My narcissistic ex just ended my relationship and now she has all these demands that she expects me to follow and at this point, I don't know what to do. So I've been in a relationship with a woman for almost eight months. In the beginning, everything was amazing, but about four months in, I noticed that she started being less affectionate. I let her know that this was an issue for me and asked why the sudden change and she always blamed it on being stressed out. I had genuine feelings for her, so to end the fight, I pretty much accepted that answer as well as less affection in order to move on. From there, things continued to go downhill. I noticed that she started displaying sketchy behavior with her phone and we would get in arguments about it and she would always flip it back to me. She would call me paranoid, crazy, insecure. I even caught her one time back on a dating site and she claimed that it was a bait profile to see if I'd be crazy enough to find it. Again, stupidly, I let it slide and I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Throughout the entire relationship, I gave her the most consistent effort I could. I was always available to her and her small child. I do favors for them. I'd give them my time whenever they needed it, took care of them to the best of my ability and always put them first. There were plenty of good times, but always in my gut, I suspected that she was not being honest with me. But again, I cared about her so much, I continued moving forward. So many times she said that I was the only person who ever showed her any kind of kindness. The only person who would ever consider her, as well as being the only person who would keep their word and take care of her. She said that she needed me and that she missed me constantly. She would call me and text me daily and would spend time with me almost every single day. Fast forward to February and we joined a new gym together. We had been talking about it for a while and I decided that I'd pay for both of our memberships since I was doing better financially and I wanted to treat her. She agreed to the idea knowing full well that it was very expensive as well as a 12-month commitment. One day before a workout, the sketchy behavior was so bad that even though I felt horrible about it, I went through her phone in the locker room. What I found made me sick to my stomach. She had been 
on dating sites the entire time and had been sending sketchy text messages to multiple people in graphic detail along with sketchy photos if you know what I mean. I was so thrown off by this that I foolishly didn't take my time and even look through everything. I came back out and handed her her purse and coat and stormed out of the gym. She chased me down, hopped in my car and refused to leave. I told her what I saw and her first instinct was to deny it but she finally had to come clean upon realizing that I had seen a lot. We talked for over an hour and she finally told me some truth. She basically said that all my suspicions were correct the entire time. Everything I accused her of was right and she lied about everything. Even though she called me a narcissist as well as crazy, insecure and paranoid. Despite all that I was actually correct and she was lying to my face the entire time. She said that she was addicted to the attention that these people gave her and that even though she didn't actually want to physically do anything with them, she loved the high of getting praise and attention. She said that she didn't want me at a certain point but didn't want to lose me as well. She said that she should have never called me names because she is in fact a very messed up person as well as a narcissist just like her mother who she hates. Stupidly after all this I let my feelings get in the way and I gave her a second chance. She was nice for about two days and I noticed she went right back to her usual behavior including calling me insecure again especially after I tell her that I'm uncomfortable with her still following someone that she gave her number two from a dating site. Two weeks later I tell her that my needs still aren't being met over a long text message which wouldn't you guess it she just completely ignored. The next day before the gym I noticed that she was trying to pick a fight from the small things she was doing but I just ignored her and did my workout. After the gym we went to eat and she finally said she didn't appreciate the long message. I told her that I needed to say those things and she never wants to talk so I had no choice. She pretty much started an argument and then wouldn't allow me to speak. She would tell me to talk but as soon as I made a point she would cut me off and threaten to leave. Finally she threatened to leave again and started standing up to put on her coat. Seeing this I just got up and walked out of the restaurant beating her to it. She chased me down saying that I embarrassed her and that she could never go back in there and couldn't believe what I did. When I asked her what were you about to do to me she said that she wasn't actually gonna leave and that her coat wasn't on all the way. We continued to argue until she finally said that she was done. Later that day I messaged her to fix things and she essentially said that she needed some space. I messaged her once more apologizing and left it at that. The next day she calls me to check in and see if I was okay. I told her I'm not okay and that I wanted to actually have a conversation but she said no and that she was too stressed and that things were done. From there I sent two last messages. One explaining how she's treated me and one saying that we should talk when she's ready and that I would go to the gym at night so she wouldn't bump into me since she would only go during the weekday mornings. She responded and said the following. Hello, I apologize for the late message. If I do not tell you this, I do not want you to think something else will happen that won't. This is the third and last time I tell you to stop. I told you verbally, I've told you over text message, and I'm telling you again. Please stop. I'm done. You also went against your word and said you only go to the gym at night, and you went this morning. It does not matter if it's the weekend or not. If you say something, please stick to your word or inform me. I would feel more comfortable if you went to a different gym location so I could stop checking your location. This is my hometown now and I would rather not bump into you. If you can't do that, please let me know. Again, I'm not trying to say this in a rude way. I'm just trying to get my point across and be as clear with you as possible. And again, please let me know if at any point you want anything or if you can't cover gym expenses so I can figure out what to do since I don't fully believe you will cover it. And I told you months ago I could not afford it. Please let me know about that. 
that. Thank you. And after receiving that text message, it honestly begs the question, how on earth should I proceed? I know I was mistaken in trying to move things forward after catching her cheating, but that is done now. I gave my word that I'd continue to pay the gym because I feel bad about leaving her with that bill. But at the same time, the fact that she is trying to tell me to switch locations and keep my word on what time I'm going is honestly really bothering me. It's honestly so confusing and I don't know what to do. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other and colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. (laughs) Works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. I can't believe you're having trouble figuring this one out because your girlfriend cheated on you and now she's asking you to pay for her gym membership. This is honestly an easy solution. It's time to cancel the gym membership and tell her to take a hike. I mean, seriously, she used you and completely went behind your back and has treated you awfully for such a long time. And that is completely unacceptable in a relationship. Like there's literally no good reason for you to put up with that for a second. I mean, just look at some of the things that she's saying. She's making these wild, weird accusations. She called you paranoid and crazy, as well as all these other things, just to try and keep you quiet, so that you would stay off her trail, so that she can keep you in the dark. That is messed up, in my opinion, and that is not something that spells out as a good relationship in the slightest. You don't owe her anything. She blatantly cheated on you, and she has constantly gaslit you. The only reason she's reaching out to you again is because you can provide something for her, and that's a gym membership. She doesn't care about you. You don't owe her anything. So cancel the gym membership and block 
block her number, go wherever you want. She has no control over your life and you do not owe her a single thing because this lady cheated on you and she absolutely is just trying to use you just to get a free gym membership. My fiance's awful parents make her cry every single week and she won't let me set any kind of boundaries and at this point, I don't know what to do. So my fiance and I have been challenged by her parents for years now and whenever I want to talk to them to set some boundaries, it's always a fight. So for some context, I'm going to outline our latest drama, but here are a few points to keep in mind for some context. We've been together for six years, and this sort of behavior has been going on for years, and they act this way towards everyone in the family. Her brother actually ran away at 19 years old because of everything. They don't talk about it, but the parents haven't heard from him in years. Of the five siblings, they have all basically been forced into being yes men, even though they will open up about it behind their parents' back, so it's challenging to find support. We have it the worst because my fiance is the oldest, and I have a decent career as well as good habits, and I don't brag about it at all, which seems to create some kind of jealousy. There's nothing I can really do about it, and I don't bring it up. Also, her parents constantly demand we respect them when we give them far more respect than they have earned. Their definition of respect is for us to do whatever they say and to never challenge it or question it. And now with those points in mind, let's get started. A month ago, we were all at a family gathering, and my fiance's mom got drunk. I had work in the morning and I had to get going. So I stepped into another room where my fiance and her mom were talking about the car I was selling. She was acting like I had been trying to sell it for a long time, but I only posted it online the day before. She starts implying that I am lying about what day I put it for sale. And every time I try to clear the air, she cuts me off. After the fifth time she cut me off, I asked her to stop interrupting me so I could explain what was going on. I was direct, but not mean. She then responded by mocking me and acting like I was being a baby. I calmly told her she was hurting my feelings and I asked her to apologize. Now, this was the first time I have witnessed someone being this direct like this. I did just want to take the high road and ask for an apology and be done with it. But she starts screaming and ranting and eventually she storms off. Everyone at the party was embarrassed and confused by her behavior. We say our goodbyes, apologize for the excitement and then we head home. My fiance and I cry in the car because we know it can't end well. Just as we pull away, my fiance's father calls and he's drunk. He tells me I should be glad I left. He goes on to talk about how disrespectful I was. My fiance tells him not to lay a finger on me and then hangs up on him. I call him back with my fiance in the other room so we can hash it out. I tell him I'm not going to come there because I have no plans for any physical altercation, if you know what I mean. But I will give him a forum to explain what he was told. He then starts going off about how I have always been disrespectful to his wife, which is not the case at all. And anyone you ask would be surprised to hear he feels that way. I challenge that and ask for some kind of example. And that's when his wife takes the phone to yell at me. And I tell her this is very inappropriate. I'm getting married to their daughter and I'd like us to be a big family without resentment. She asks how that could be possible. And I tell her to own up to her own mistake and apologize. She does. We say our goodbyes and I tell her I will see her again soon. Now, ever since then, things have been awful. They pretend everything is fine, but they took most of the money they promised us for the wedding, which is fine. I didn't ask for it anyways, but they did it just to hurt us. And they constantly give my fiance the cold shoulder. Last night, we were planning food for the wedding with my parents because hers won't pay anymore. And my mother and my fiance decided to call my fiance's mother just to include her. She answers the phone drunk once again and starts making rude remarks about how she has to tell her family we're feeding them snacks 
snacks at the wedding and is super rude in general. My fiance has a panic attack. Luckily, my mother is pretty healthy as far as things go, but I feel so disrespected that she would talk to my little old mother like that at all, let alone when she is footing the bill, not to mention the damage it did to my fiance. I woke up this morning to my fiance crying on the couch. Her father had been blowing up on her all morning about how disrespectful she was last night, which is a lie because she never fights back. She just took it while her mother laid into them. She is never disrespectful. It's just her parents that really are. So it really begs the question, how can I set the boundary here? I just want to go into my life knowing my wife and I will be respected and not cry every week because of these bullies. I am worried that things will be worse for everyone if I continue to ignore it. But what if the same comes from speaking up? What should I do? First off, I think it's important to note that you cannot set boundaries for your fiance. It simply would not work in the way that you were hoping. And honestly, it's probably just going to make things weird in the end. You can set boundaries for yourself when it comes to your interactions with them, sure. But when it comes from your future wife herself, it just does not work that way. That literally has to come from her. Like the ball is quite literally in her court. And if she cared about you, she would make the steps necessary to make this change in her life, regardless of how scary it might be. Because it sounds like your fiance's parents are exactly as you describe them. They are straight up bullies. They have bullied their children into being yes men pretty much their entire life. And from the sounds of it, I really don't blame her 19 year old brother for running away and going no contact. Like if I was in his shoes and I had to deal with that growing up, I absolutely would have cut town and said, you know what? Enough is enough. So this has to come from your fiance. And I'm telling you right now, if she can't set these boundaries now, you better believe they will never be set in the future. And that's not fair for you in the slightest, because guess what? They're never going to change, but your fiance sure can change. And she can put her foot down and say, no, you are not going to talk to me or my husband like that. Literally her inability to cut contact with them has pulled you into an awful relationship and they've extended that to your own mother. Also for context, the original poster in the story is 26 and the fiance is 27 years old. You would think by that point you would be ready to move on and have some kind of boundary with your awful parents. So to that regard, I really wish you the best of luck because if this doesn't change now, I can guarantee you in my opinion, this won't change anytime soon. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.